Hello, dear friends. Thank you for joining us again today. I'm Monty Church, and welcome to Utah's beautiful Bryce Canyon, or what our native people call the land of red-painted faces. The park is really not a canyon, but a large valley, which formerly served as a rich hunting ground during the summer months for our tribal Paiute people. Many are the legends here told by Paiute elders that originated from their imaginary ideas concerning these various magnificent and unusually shaped red rock spires. Stories were told of former legendary people who once inhabited the valley who had been punished by evil powers that turned them into stone. Though this story was only legendary, it is kind of an eerie feeling walking these trails as some people still wonder how these gigantic rock spires were really formed. Isn't it good to know that the book of heaven is clear that while the devil attempts to play evil tricks on people, these legends have no bearing on the Christian life. The book of heaven says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my protector, the rock where I am safe, my shield, my powerful weapon, and my place of shelter. This brings us to our study today about the wonderful privilege of prayer, which allows us to appeal to our Almighty Creator for protection and care. But it also allows us to talk to Him one-on-one -on -one about our joys, our problems, and our sorrows. It's interesting that Christianity is the only religion on earth that teaches the fact that we can actually converse or talk one-on-one -on -one with our Creator. However, in reality, this honored experience and right that God teaches us is really the heart of all our spiritual dealings with Him. Without the privilege of prayer, how could we ever personally tell God that we wish to accept His gift of salvation for our lives and that we wish His help in keeping our hearts open for His leading? How else could we express our need for help with our daily needs and for answers to our problems. Although we're just created human beings, our Creator loves to have communication with us. He never wants us to be afraid of talking to Him. Proverbs 15 verse 8 tells us that God is delighted when we come to Him in prayer. The simple prayers of the righteous delight Him. He also says, when you call on me, I will answer. When you cry for help, I will say, here I am. I can tell you countless stories of how God has answered prayers of friends and also in my personal life in ways that we absolutely know would not have happened if we had not prayed. I will never forget an experience my brother and I had when we were boys. That was a dramatic turning point in my understanding of prayer. When I was a child still living on a reservation, my brother and I used to collect beer cans and beer bottles in order to raise money. We started going to church at that time 
there was a special appeal at our church for raising money for a special outreach mission program. My brother, foolishly to me at the time, made a commitment that he and I would give $100. Well, that was a ton of money to us in that day, but we decided we would follow through with our commitment. So we started the next Sunday picking up beer bottles along the road. We each had a burlap sack in which we would put our beer bottles in, put them alongside the road for my dad to pick up to take home for us. My brother was feeling kind of funny about this idea of picking up beer bottles for a church project. And he came across the road and he said, you know, I don't know if we should be doing this or not. And I said, well, we're giving it to the Lord. What's wrong with that? He said, well, I think we should still pray about it. So we went behind a log and knelt down where the cars passing by couldn't see us. And as we did that, my brother began to pray, Dear Lord, we need to know whether or not you want us to pick up beer bottles. And then he said something that startled me. He said, Lord, if you want us to pick up beer bottles tomorrow at 10 o'clock, don't shut off the lights in the school. But if you want us to quit picking up beer bottles, shut off the lights right at 10 o'clock. We never told our parents what we had decided and went to school the next day. Interestingly, we had our classes together in the music class right at that time. As we were singing with the teacher's instruction, we weren't paying much attention. We were watching the clock to see if God would answer our prayer. And folks, believe it or not, when 10 o'clock came, bam, all the lights went out. In fact, the clock stopped right on, even with a second hand, at 10 o'clock. My brother was so excited, he jumped out of his seat. He ran out to the hallway, which he shouldn't have done. But I went right after him. And who do you think we ran into but the principal? We said, what happened? He said, I don't know. All the lights were shut off, or they went off for some reason or another. The lights across the street are on. The market behind the school are on. The high school across the way are on, but ours are out. He said, it must be the fuse box. And so we went back and he opened up the fuse box and we looked and all the fuses were in place. None of them had been blown at all. And he said, I can't figure out what's going on. And just then, blinkity blink, the lights came back on again. But we knew that God had answered our prayers and we never picked up beer bottles again. And you know what? We got the $100 to donate to that special mission which my dad helped put together as he heard about the miracle that had happened to us through prayer. Praise the Lord. I could easily spend the rest of our time together telling story after story about dramatic answers to prayer. Perhaps you also have had irrefutable answers to your own prayers at one time or another. Jesus tells us that heaven yearns to help anyone who has a desire in their heart for God's help to do the right things in life. He regards those who pray as his friends. He says, I call you my friends. So because of this, the Father will give you whatever you ask for in my name. But there are fundamental reasons that prayer is even bigger than just asking for help when we have special needs that God would have us to understand. It's a matter of what we know as dominion. You see, the great reason for prayer is in our asking God for help. Because in so doing, we show that we recognize Him as the supreme owner of the universe. And that, friends, is huge. The reason being is that Satan and his angels, the Bible calls them fallen spirits, think they own this planet. Because most all of the world is following their evil leadings 
rather than God's. So Satan thinks he has dominion over God's creation, including you and me. But friends, that's a lie. The Book of Heaven teaches that when we choose to ask God for help, Satan and his demons have to step back and allow God to step in and work on our behalf. You see, in the greatest war of all time between good and evil, when we pray in Jesus' name, it puts us on God's turf, allowing His divine protection and the leading of His angels and the Holy Spirit on our behalf. This is why prayer is so important. It gives God the right or the freedom in the face of evil to protect us, to help us, and to save us. And it gives such peace and hope to our lives. Unfortunately, the reason so many don't take advantage of praying for help is because they don't understand that God considers us as His friends and beloved children whom He yearns to help. It breaks God's heart when people fear for one reason or another and are not willing to turn to Him for help. Our deliberate decisions of turning to God by asking for help is what the Bible calls faith or trust. Our trust is what allows Him to help us. I like the way this inspired statement explains it. Prayer is the key in the hand of faith that unlocks heaven's storehouse. Our Creator doesn't wish us to look to Him only to be like a grocery store where we go to pick up things we think we need. But He sees the need to be our friend, to be close to us in all the affairs of our daily life, in the little things as well as the big things. This is why He tells us to pray without ceasing. The Book of Heaven sees constant prayer as a must because there is a great war going on around us between the powers of good and evil. Satan and his evil powers are unceasingly working 25 hours a day to take advantage of our weakened humanity, to destroy us and to take away the hope of God's plan to eternally save us. The Book of Heaven says, that we must be vigilant because our adversary, the devil, is prowling around, seeking whom he may devour. We are no match for supernatural powers that haunt us day and night. It's been my experience of consistently seeing the difference between our native brothers and sisters in their struggles with addictions and mixed up life situations. Those who are successful conquerors are those who learn to always be in a surrendered attitude to our Creator in all that they do. They have learned to instantly take every problem to God in prayer. Unceasing prayer is a must because Satan and his evil conspirators will work unceasingly until Jesus comes again. Now, unceasing prayer doesn't mean that we walk around all day long with our eyes closed and our hands folded. True prayer is a genuine attitude of the heart where we keep in the back of our mind always what God's will is in everything we do. This is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment practice that we do. We are encouraged to keep your wants, your joys, your sorrows, your cares, and your fears before God. His heart of love is touched by our sorrows and even our utterances of these things. Take to Him everything that perplexes your mind. This can happen while we're driving, or in crowds of people, or even in the middle of a business discussion, or in tense situations. Wherever we are, God is always there to guide us, 
And let me promise you from my own experience, dear friends, He will help you when your heart is open to Him in this way. I can't tell you how many times, when confronted with temptations or unanswerable situations, when in my mind I prayed for understanding as to what to do or what to think, and God miraculously puts thoughts in my mind or impresses me with answers just what I need. And you know, He'll do the same for you. My friend, no matter who you are or where you are, God has promised to wisely answer you. Now there are two types of prayers which God answers. There are unconditional prayers and conditional prayers. Unconditional means prayers that God will always answer immediately. One of these prayers is our prayers of repentance. This is when someone repents of their sins and asks Jesus to be their Savior and Lord to help and forgive them. For the repentant, Jesus said, All who come to me I will in no means cast out. What the Book of Heaven is saying here is no matter where you are in life, or what you may have been, or what you may have done, God will always accept and forgive you. Just remember the thief on the cross and how Jesus accepted him, seeing that the thief would continue to grow spiritually if he had the chance. This is why, my friends, we shouldn't judge others, but give encouragement to those who, in their faults and weaknesses, are still learning to turn to Jesus, as we all are, with his or her problems as one of God's children. Because, you see, they are still on the trail of learning like you and me, allowing God to change them. But you may be saying, what about those habits that I have to ask for forgiveness over and over again? The key to this is, when we choose to continue to stay in close relationship with God through the privilege of prayer, sooner or later something will have to go, either our addictions and bad habits or our relationship with God. You see, they can't exist together. The choice is ours. Another unconditional prayer that God will always answer is when we learn to daily keep our needs before Him, recognizing that God's answer may be yes, no, or maybe later. God is too wise to always answer immediately the way we wish. But He says He will always answer in one way or another. By praying without ceasing, it allows God and His ministering angels to work out our problems through the natural order of things. In chapter 9 of the book of Daniel, we learn that Daniel fasted and prayed for three weeks for God's answers to his nation. It was a prayer that God could answer because Daniel's constant prayer in behalf of his people gave the great angel of God time to work things out. It took time for God's answer to become a reality, but during that time, Daniel continued to trust that God in one way or another would answer his prayer. Unceasing prayer also gives God time to prepare and change our hearts for his right answers that brings us true success. Jesus said to his disciples, you don't always know what you're asking for. When we pray for things we need, God sometimes immediately answers yes, sometimes no. As a loving parent who sees the end from the beginning, he knows what will hurt us or harm us or bless us. All he asks us to do is to trust him.
God honors those who continue to trust His leading, even in times when their prayers seem not to be answered. I appreciate this inspired statement about the Bible text where it says that because of our persistent faith, we may look to the hereafter. Now we see things obscurely, as in a dark mirror, but then, in heaven, we will see things as they really are. Then we will rejoice that all which has perplexed us in the providences of God will then be made plain. Things hard to understand will then find an explanation and where our finite or human minds discovered only confusion and broken purposes, we shall see then the most perfect and beautiful harmony of God's leading. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. There's another prayer that God unconditionally is delighted to answer. These are prayers in behalf of others. We call these intercessory prayers. Here's how they work. Our prayers for others on their behalf allow God in the face of evil powers to help those we are praying for. That may include our families or our loved ones, our neighbors, or even someone we may not know personally. Even when it comes to individuals who declare that they don't want anything to do with God, we can still pray for them because this gives God license in the face of evil to work every opportunity He can. And my friends, He'll do anything to save a soul when we pray. The Bible says, The fervent prayer of a righteous person has tremendous powers. This is a fantastic gift to us when it comes to our great concerns for our loved ones and especially our families. God will do everything He possibly can when we pray in behalf of others. Why shouldn't we always take advantage of this wonderful opportunity? God promises He will do everything He can if we'll just let Him. Then there are conditional prayers, or prayers which God cannot always answer. You see, the principle as to why they are conditional is in this text. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that is, if we ask according to His will, He hears us, and we know He will hear us, and we know He will give us what is best. Conditional prayers are those prayers where we must take into account His will and not just our own when it comes to our relationship with our Creator. He cautions us this way. Those who deliberately turn away from doing His laws, His will, even their prayers will not be heard. Because, you see, we may offer prayers that center on only wanting our own will and our own way to be taken into account as to how God should answer us. But God wishes to examine our hearts to be sure our motives are pure and right before He grants what is best for us. Friends, prayer isn't a privilege that we use to manipulate God into giving us what we want. He's just too wise to make mistakes. God does not change. Prayer doesn't bring God down to our level of thinking, but brings us up to His higher level of thinking and understanding. When we honestly pray, not my will, but God's will be done, we will see results beyond our fondest dreams. I often hear some of my fellow Christians say something like this, Now I understand why God let those things happen the way they did. You see, when we are close to God in an attitude of prayer, 
It allows the Holy Spirit to give us the answers to life's problems in a miraculous way by impressing those answers right into our minds and hearts. Then we can move forward knowing we are walking within His will. Continued prayer is a vehicle that God uses to develop in us a successful lifestyle that completely makes sense. But on the contrary, if our minds are set, expecting to be helped only according to our own way of thinking, then God's hand is blocked in doing what may be better for us. He only wishes that which won't hurt us in any way or eventually destroy us in the future. He really loves us with an everlasting love. So, dear friends, answers to prayer will only be realized by those who are genuinely humble. There's one thing I always consistently see in all our brothers and sisters who are experiencing a successful and peaceful Christian life. They are those who have learned to go to God in prayer for help in every need and struggle with a heart that's open to do whatever God asks them to do in all that they may face. These dear folks have learned to keep their hearts surrendered in prayer, always depending on Jesus and His angels to fight their battles for them. He gives us this promise. His angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age. Prayer changes things for those who deliberately choose to let God help them. Heaven's powers will then be able to unconditionally step in and help us when we unconditionally put God in the driver's seat of our thinking and our lives. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Friend, I want this peace from God more than anything, don't you? Finally, how do we achieve a meaningful prayer relationship with God where we are not only able to talk freely to God, but we know He talks to us too? First, in all the business, hustle, and problems of everyday living, the Book of Heaven says we need to slow down and learn to listen. Be still and know that I am God. My dear brothers and sisters, I know from personal experience that if you humbly seek to be close to God, He'll speak to you, and this is how He does it. For instance, we can hear God speaking through the rich cycles of nature, like geese flying south in the fall like the salmon returning to their spawning grounds and the splendor of the eternal star-studded heavens. Through all these, our Creator God can quietly lead and guide our thinking in teaching us that He also has a plan for us and that we are born for eternity. Another way He speaks to us is through His providences when He intervenes in the affairs of our life. How many times have I been amazed when we prayed for help for monies needed for special projects in Native ministry, or for special help financially for people in need, only to have them come in through the mail that were sent weeks ahead of time 
for the exact amounts that we needed. Praise the Lord. Because we're all different, God speaks in different ways to his children. To some, it may be through the beauty of music, for example, which has just the right message at just the right time to encourage or teach what is needed to be understood. Also, he may speak through other people, such as family and friends, who may have experienced God's answers to similar problems that we may be going through. God especially yearns to speak to us one-on-one -on -one through the power of His Word, the Holy Bible, the Book of Heaven. Whether we regularly read it in our personal devotional times, or hear it preached, or see it possibly through the teachings of this Native New Life film series, God is willing and able to communicate to your heart through His Word. The Book of Heaven is the only thing on earth that we can safely trust to what is really truth. The amazing thing is when God touches your heart, you'll know it. Through our thoughts, we can experience a profound sense of peace, knowing that you're headed in the right direction of God's will for your life. This brings a deep sense of peace and restfulness in your heart. It all boils down to what we train our ears and minds to hear. I think of the story of a native brother with a friend while visiting in a busy city, a noisy city. As they were walking along, our native brother said, listen, do you hear that cricket? The friend said, I don't hear anything but the noise of the city. The native friend knelt down beside a little tuft of grass in the sidewalk, parted the grass and there was a cricket. His friend said, how did you hear that? He says, it boils down to what we train our ears and minds to hear. Let me show you. He reached in his pocket and in the busy street, he dropped several coins on the ground. The noise stopped several people in their tracks who stopped to see where the money had been dropped. And then he says, you see, it boils down to what we train our ears and minds to hear. And friends, if we are training our minds and hearts to hear God, we'll know it when he speaks to us. Friend, God wants to talk to you in the worst way. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If anyone opens his heart to me, I will come in. All he wishes for us is to know him. And this comes by continually taking all our concerns and problems of life to him through the privilege of prayer. In closing, I pray that you and I will continue to learn to keep our hearts open to our Creator. It'll bless us beyond what we could hope or think. Could I pray with you? Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this privilege of prayer. Help us to develop an attitude of always being open to your leading. Speak to us. Show us their answers that we need. Show us how to take care of the problems we face. You've promised, and we're so happy that we serve you that will never fail to answer. In Jesus' name, amen. And until next time, let only the Good Spirit guide you.